Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast. Another exciting week that's gone on. Yeah, got his first win on the under, isn't it? Uh, Wigan Cup, 1-0, Nathan yeah. Collins, deflected in by Sam Rooks. We've had Derby as well, haven't we? Yeah, Derby 2-2. Scott Hogan, the new uh, Mark Sharon, like I said last week. And Lindsay got the other one. No, it was both Hogan. They both over. Yeah, he yeah. headed it, it hit Hogan in the face and went in. I didn't notice. I put it on Instagram yesterday or this morning going, what a goal, Liam Lindsay's up and running. What about 4,000 people underneath going, it's Hogan actually. <laughs> Those people from around the world, you know, that Stoke page all yeah, around yeah. the world. And they no, it's actually Hogan actually, I tell you. Anyway, so I'm in from Scholar Green and you're... Mark from Stuttgart. So we'll go straight into it, we'll go straight in with the with the match against Derby, I'll go straight in with we were robbed. Yeah, I wasn't too, I wasn't overly happy first off. I didn't even think I celebrated the, the equaliser to be honest. But then second off, I can't deny they, they were brilliant at times again. Like I say, penalties killed us really, and it's, it's a shame really, but they were much better second off, much better. Uh, I think Woods as well, he, he commands that position for me. There's still a few things that they I still think we're missing Ryan. But things are starting click and at the end of the day Derby are a good side, aren't they? Yeah. It's not I mean the problem is you lose the first two and then you have Derby and Leeds. Yeah, they are they are running shard, are they? Got no, no, you, you know. You have gotta sometimes I think you, when you take a point like that you've just gotta think, well, right, let's try and get let's win at Preston and then whatever we get at Leeds, if we get a draw, great. You just got to gradually do it, haven't you? A little bit sometimes. You can't always expect for win every game, and like you say, every game we're improving. Every game, everyone's walking away and going, "Well, we're better than last week." Well, I, I thought we were horrendous for large periods during the first half. Yeah. I thought we were absolutely dying at times. But once, once um, we equalised, we did for me start becoming the best side in in the game, really. Yeah. I mean, I thought we were controlling the game in many ways. We're trying to play. I think Ryan Woods has been a revelation in this new system. <coughs> I'm liking Lucas. I think Lucas is getting better. Joe Allen, for me, I'm struggling to see why he keeps getting played for 90 minutes every week. Yeah. Um, for me, he needs to drop for Etebo once Etebo's fit. Yeah. Uh, how, how he missed that chance, I don't know. It's it's harder. It's harder to miss. Yeah, he's done well at the post from there, hasn't he? <laughs> I mean, what what was he doing? It's it's a goal. You put that away. You don't, yeah. you, it's on fifty odd grand a week. Yeah. You bury that. You're standing next to the post. You hit it the opposite side, don't you? Yeah, you don't. You know what I mean, don't hit it in front of you. I mean, people keep saying, "Oh well, it bobbled and this happened and that happened." But at the end of the day, I'm sorry, you put that away all day of the week. You put it away. Well, Nathan Jones has come out and said that it out. How what's it angry is about what chances we're missing. But to to me, I mean, I'm not seeing. I'm not worried too much about us going forward. I'm still worried at the back. Well, like I say, we're missing Ryan and Danny Bat's looking like an oil tanker at the moment. <laughs> he's he's so slow. Yesterday, yeah. he, it's his reaction though. Like I don't mind someone being slow. Ryan's not quick. He reacts when he needs to. He's, he's, I mean, we're missing Ryan like anything, massively missing Ryan. Yeah. When I'm watching Danny Bat, he's like an oil tanker. It's like he, he has to react, and it's like one, two, three, oh, wait there. And then he goes. And then, yeah. then he goes. There's, no, there's no reaction there. I mean, Liam Lindsay's impressing me. Yeah. And Tommy Smith's not impressing me. Still on Edwards, though. But to be fair, James McLean played all right yesterday. Yeah, I can't really deny that. No, he did all right. He played all right. He made some yeah. good tackles as well. One of them was a bit of a, if he didn't make the tackle, he would have got through. So I can't really knock him, to be honest. See, do you think a little bit as well that like 
defensively you should always want to rely on your goalkeeper if he's a centre back you'd always think well once if, he, if somebody does get past me I know my keeper's going back me up all the way and yeah. at the moment I still feel that there's a lot of nerves with Jack Butland I don't know I think he saved us yesterday yeah the save second half was that, how he got his answer that I don't know that was a world class save but that's what's frustrating with Jack he'll be he'll be woeful in one sense and then he'll pull off one of the best saves you've ever seen well he did it against um, Charlton didn't he as well for yeah. that third goal where he got his hand to it somehow you know he's a great goalkeeper when, yes. he's, when, he's, when he's going it's the simple stuff he gets wrong it's his judgement sometimes yeah. he gets wrong it's his judgements when, when to do stuff but for me when he uh, when he made that save I thought we were going to lose that game because he got clear through Waggon and he was on the hat trick and he put the shot on and he got his hand to it. It's a great save. Yeah. And he kept us in the game. Because at that point we'd gone 2 1 up. He'd pulled it back to 2 2. And then if, if Jack Butland hadn't saved that, we would have lost 3 2 to Derby. We, got, we could have ended up capitulating a bit, couldn't we? Yeah, gone so for 3 4. So. I'll give Jack Butland this time, I'll give him a bit of credit this time. So I'll get, I think he saved us Saturday. For me, the, I think the biggest problem with our play at the moment is Joe Allen being in that midfield role. Yeah. He's, pulling, he's pulling the play apart. Dragging himself out in well, dragging others out of position because of his movement. Yeah, and it's causing get gaping holes all over the place for the opposition to breeze into. Yeah, and that for me that's our problem. And it's like people, there's a lot of people that like Joel, and I like Joel, and I've got nothing against him. But ever since he's joined this club, we've declined emphatically since he joined Stoke City. Yeah, you've got to think when he joined, we were we were a comfortable, nice place, finished team in the Premier League. Since Joe Allen's been at the club, we've we've literally gone from ninth in the Premier League to the Championship, a bottom half <laughs> Championship club, yeah. all under his, all under him being in the midfield. Not blaming all that on him, because of course it's, there's a lot more than just Joe Allen to blame for that. But we've got it. For me, it's what he's doing on the pitch. I think is destroying a lot of what we're doing. I, th- I think as well. What I don't understand a little bit about Nathan Jones is, is we're second bottom in the league. Granted, I know we've only played a couple of games. If you're struggling a little bit defensively, to me, until the, everybody's used to that system, it's batting down the hatches a little bit. Now, to me, if you look at it, so you've got Ryan Woods, who's that defensive midfielder. I would not play Joe Allen and play Etebo and have Woods, Etebo and Klukas just because let's just try and stop conceding so many goals and try and get everybody knitted into it instead of going oh well put Alan in because he, f- he bombs forward and everything yeah, but we don't need that no, we, don't. we need to be winning we need our game one nearly even there get a bit scrappy we, and a bit doggy we, we don't need Joe Allen's running we need Etipo's running yeah when he gets the ball and runs it up the pitch yeah that's the kind of one we need not one who runs to a point then passes and, and puts Klukas out, out basically he'll he, he, Joe Allen will run to a point where a defender will get close to him or someone will get close to him then he'll make a pass and he'll pass to Klukas or whoever's nearest, which is a simple way of doing things. Yeah. But then he puts Klukas under pressure instantly. Yeah. And, then, and this is why Joe Allen, for me, is a big problem. Because he doesn't look like the problem. Because he does this running, does all this, that, the other. But he passes to people in trouble just so he, he isn't the one who gets tackled. Yeah, it's like an hot potato with him, isn't it, sometimes? Yeah. Because like, that's what we found with Jordan Cousins. We all thought Jordan Cousins was going to be the answer to the old midfield. But funnily enough, weirdly enough, the player who's absolutely who's already at the club. Yeah. I mean Lee Gregory and Hogan are looking like a championship strike force now. Gregory looked good to me, bounced all over the place, was always a nuisance and they had to 
double marking at one point during the first half, it's beginning of the second half. And Scott Hogan, two chances, two goals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I was slating him two weeks ago. No, I was, yeah, because of his weight and all that. Yeah. Lot, but. Um, but the thing is, going back to Joe Allen slightly, if I was an opposition manager talking to the lads midweek, I'd be targeting Joe Allen and saying you could bully him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was fine with a little player who's that playmaker, which is sort of what he was at Swansea, wasn't he? Is if you, when you're younger and you're a little bit quicker, you can avoid being bullied a little bit on the pitch. As soon as your legs start going a little bit, I've noticed yet certain central midfielders, they're looking at him and they're barging him off the ball and they're kicking him. And I just think he's an easy target sometimes as well. Forget, forget not to football well, and stuff. For me, we should have sold him or went down because I think there would have been clubs who were interested to have him. They were in the Premier League or whatever, whatever club wanted him. But the problem is that we're having now. I think he's becoming a burden to that team, and I think he must have, he must have something in his contract where he plays. For me, it, it, it isn't going to do us justice if we drop Klukas for Etterbell because I think Klukas is really starting to blend in that side, especially with Woods. He's yeah. linking with Woods quite well. Um, Nick Powell, I think Nick Powell could come in for Ince because I mean Ince was a bit of the forgotten man again, wasn't he against Derby? Yeah, I mean he wasn't as good as he was at, at Charlton, was he? I can't really remember him doing anything. That's no. that's the thing. Apart from I think there was a shot in the first half, not long after the goal equaliser, that was, was doing all right. The, the thing is, like with 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 Joe as well, is he had a good game at Charlton, but why? Because we had almost the ball. Mm. Most of that half, we had the ball. And when we're on the front foot, he's great. If you're playing a team who keeps the ball really well, you notice he's struggling. Because yeah. he's, he's, trying, he's trying to do 10 different jobs all the time. And I, Like I say, I think he's, he is the sort of player, Joe, where you bring him in and out a little bit. So if you're going to play bottom of the league and they haven't won in six and you've been playing all right, maybe starting because he will run ragged. If you play one of the top sides... He's not good enough no more. Not not for me. It's, it's still very surprising to me how he ended up at Liverpool. It really is. Well, he ended up at Liverpool to Brendan Rodgers, wasn't he? Because he yeah. was a manager. He used, well, he was a very talented young lad, but I've, I've said this and I'll say it till, till he retires, Joe Allen. There was a promising player in Joe Allen when he was at Swansea. He was brilliant for Swansea. Yeah. But when he went to Liverpool, he got found out a bit that he yeah. didn't have a position. And that, that's the biggest problem with him. When I look at Joe Allen, I don't know where playing. It's not that he's not a good player, I just don't know where to play. He's a bit of an head scratcher. You can't put him in holding midfield because he's too weak. You can't put him up front in a cam role, even though he had success in that when he first came. You can't put him in that role because he isn't consistent enough with his creative play and he loses the ball too much. But then you put him in midfield, he runs round everywhere. There's no structure to what he's doing in no. midfield. So the biggest problem for me is we've got this player who's on a stupid amount of money, we've paid a lot of money to get hold of. He's never really fitting into anybody, any manager's system. We've had four managers now since he's joined. Yeah. And none of them have moved into his system quite well. He's always been here, there, everywhere and all this kind of stuff. Like he was for Liverpool under Rodgers. The thing is though, he's another one of them players who had a good season or two and one of the big boys got him. And then naivety on Stokes part as you go and bring them back down yeah. and there's so many players who have that oh look at him he scored 30 goals last season United will sign him then he doesn't play and he's dreadful and then one of the other teams bottom half of the Prem will go we'll have him he was great and he isn't he is he, to me he's like that remember like Michu at Swansea 
come in, scored yeah. one goal, did nothing after. Yeah. And we sort of fell for that. We brought Joe Allen in while he was at Liverpool. Well, yeah, and to be honest, Leon Britton was the better player at Swansea for me. Oh, Leon Britton was the was the yeah. storm of that team. Yeah, and, was, and he sort of to, like I say, I just think. I mean, I noticed this weekend that that Pookie at Norwich, he scored and got scored that trick Saturday. Oh, he was crap for Celtic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he, was all, he was good for him in the Championship though, as well last season. Yeah, Pookie, yeah. he scored two. He scored two didn't he, for Norwich yesterday. He scored three. Scored that trick. That's Newcastle. That's what I mean. But so is he, is he going to be? Is he going to be one of those players where he'll move on to somewhere a bit bigger, and then he'll score two goals in twenty-seven? I can't see being a, with his age though. Into his thirty-one, I think. So oh, right, well, he's, he's getting on a bit, isn't he? He's um, blossoming late then. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I, I totally tell you, who Pookie reminds me of. He reminds me of Grant Holt or Ricky Lambert, who had always scored goals at the lowest, the lower ends of the table. Yeah, Lambert was a late starter, really. Wasn't but then, when once he start understanding what they're doing and doing week in week out they just start banging goals yeah. like Glenn Murray was the same uh, Kevin Davies for example he started banging goals in late there's always those players that mature late I think the biggest problem is I know what you mean where you say well players do well for the club without then stupidly move to a bigger club where they aren't ever really going to play anyway Yeah. So, and it's, I'll tell you a perfect example of that Danny, Danny Drinkwater yeah I always knew when he signed for Chelsea it, 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 I, I never understood that one I mean, it's I understood counting It's got me money, hasn't it? Yeah. To me, I wouldn't want to, though. Oh, no, not, not a team, not his age. I, I know people sit there and go, yeah, well, if you got offered X amount of money a week and blah, blah, yeah, but your career's very short. Yeah, you don't want to sit there when you're in your 40s going, well, yeah, I signed for Chelsea when I was 25, 26, and I played three Carling Cup games and a friendly. <laughs> and that was it. And, I, and I, I won a medal, but I didn't. I shouldn't have really had a medal because I never get to ball. I don't know. I think his grandparents were. I think his grandkids will listen when he tells the last story. <laughs> yeah, listen when he tells the last story. Yeah. But after that, boys, I was terrible. <laughs> after that, I sat on the bench for ten years. He's one of them players that I think now, if he moved on somewhere else, he'd never hit those heights again. as like he did at Leicester because sometimes he he destroys your confidence and you never recover it. Yeah. I think Joe Allen's one of them type of players, but the problem is he plays every week, so he's probably sit at home going. Oh, it's all right, love. I know he only did six out of ten last two games, but it's all right. I'll have an eight now and again, and I'll keep me placing the team. I think, I think, I think with with Drinkwater, he's picked the right place. Go under Sean Dash. If there's anybody who can get the confidence back in him, I think it's Sean Dash. Yeah, I was going Burnley now. The, the thing is, you've got to look at it. Is the what he gets out of some poor players at Burnley well. is a lot. He's a good manager, Sean Dash. Yeah. He's the sort of person I'd run at Stoke. Well, I, I, I wanted him when, what's his name, Mark Hughes was wobbling at the end of his, his Stoke career. I wanted Mark Sean Dyche, but to late by then, I wanted being over two because as a club and it's just you how could, it goes. You I mean, could say the thing about Charlie Adam, couldn't you? Charlie Adam. Great Blackpool career. But, but to be fair, he was good at Stoke in his first couple of seasons. He was, yeah. It was, it was, it was when... Because he, he never looked after himself, Adam. You can see that from his yeah, shape, yeah. the way he runs, how tired he used to get all the time. He just doesn't have the physique or fitness to keep it going. I mean, he's at Reading now. I mean, he, he should have left Stoke four or five years, well, three, four years ago. I was talking to him about Blackpool before he went Reading. Well, I mean, they're League One, aren't they, Blackpool? I think he should have done. Yeah, he's, he's gone Reading for one reason, one reason only. It's, cl- it's close to... St- it's close to um, BBC Studios, isn't it, in London? Yeah. So it's all right for him. Yeah. Like I tell you now, um, when we look at Joe Allen, so there's just two players at the moment in our side that, for me, sometimes don't warrant getting picked every week, and that is, of course, Jack Butland and Joe Allen. Yeah. 
I mean, if you look at everyone else who's in that team, apart from maybe James McLean, and Tommy Smith definitely needs to be dropped for Preston tomorrow night as well. Yeah. Because we need Edwards back in because Tommy Smith just, he, he doesn't look, he doesn't look good enough to me. No. Again, a, a pointless game on Saturday. I think he got overrun twice, didn't he? I don't know. He's one of them players, to me, who goes, you forget he's on the pitch. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You, like with Edwards, you sort of think he'd do something and well, he can cross the ball. Yeah. That's the thing about Tom Edwards. He's our best crosser of the ball. He's and when you've got a Gregory up there or a Hogan that seems to be he knows what do, you need somebody Hogan like looks, him. I'm, I'm quite impressed with Hogan. I'm very surprised about how good Hogan is. <laughs> I mean, I'm very surprised because when we spent all this money on strikers and then we don't loan a fat lad from Villa's reserve team and he can't stop it in the back of the net. Yeah. And well, sometimes, mate, it is, it is as simple as, I'm not happy, he's come out today, Anthony says, I wasn't happy at Villa. And it's like a fresh start for some players. It doesn't matter who's in charge, does it? It can just be, let's go out and do a job. But the thing what's annoyed me now, we probably could have got him for two and a half, for four million pounds. Yeah, now it'll be about ten. Now it's going to be about 18 million, which yeah. time in January. Yeah. So it's one of them. I know there's goals with Scott Hogan, because he proved that at Rochdale and Brentford. He just had a bad time at Villa, because he got injured. Villa have got loads of strikers, I can't name any of them. Plus, we'll probably see them again next season anyway. Yeah. Because how crap they are. So, <laughs> you know, it'll be alright. But I just want to speak Leeds so we get a good mention on the on Prime TV series. You never know, man, get seen on screen. Me sitting down moaning, probably. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Leeds, like, still carbon copy for the league for me. Them and Fulham. No. I'll tell you that there's a big reason why Leeds, I don't think Leeds will go up with Bielsi because of this way he plays. And if, if you if you because I've just watched the six part series that's been on Prime about Leeds, they're dropping down engine all the time because they can't cope with his strong yes. and mental way of playing. It's constant press, you know. It's it's all well and good playing that good football which they have where they've gone from being a you know a top ten championship club to being a team that could possibly Challenge. go up. But at the start of the season, it works out fine, and it does work out fine. This is why I didn't have Leeds to go up. Eventually, it's going to hit the point where they start getting tired again. Yeah, and that's when the defeats start creeping in. We beat them. I think even QPR beat them as well. You know, there's this. And they fell apart against Derby, and then they fell apart. Yeah. yeah. So, for me, with the way we've started. I'm happy with the way we started because we've got a new manager who's trying to build something in. Anyway, we're, we're attacking now, we're creating chances. I yes. can't knock him now. The thing is, he could sit here in a week's time and we've beaten Preston, beaten Leeds, yeah, and right up top, top six. Right it's up that there, easy yeah. at the beginning of the season, but the thing is, I do what I, we could really do with just getting some three point, another three points on the board somewhere. Even if we come out of net this week with just four, I'd be happy if we come out of it with four. Preston's going to be an odd game. A good side, Preston. Yeah, they're all a good side, but so are Leeds. I don't think the record in midweek against Preston is very good either. Um, I remember beating them the year we went up, yeah. we won 2-1. But I don't really think that the record's that good midweek. But then again, our record midweek full stops never been very good, has it? Well, I don't know. Last year we beat Derby, didn't we? In midweek, yeah, but we lost it 3-0 against Wigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's up and down. Into, I mean, yeah. at the moment now we've got a manager that we we all seem to be getting behind. I mean, we started badly. There's no question of that. We were robbed. We were robbed yesterday. Yesterday, Saturday, we were completely robbed. We should have won that two one or three one. Really, I mean, we had the chances. The thing is, we've got to get the ball to Scott Hogan more now because he, yeah. he he can he knows where the goal is. You can see that with his second goal, you can see give him a chance. He'll bury it. Yeah, simple as that. 
So Derby are in a, a transitional period, really, aren't they? Again now, well, yeah, because of what's happened last season with Frank and everything. But I mean, they still there was still splattering to them where they look decent. Doesn't look good. Look good. Yeah, they look good. Yeah, he passed the ball well. I mean, yeah. Wagon or Wagoni, Wagoni as we that, saw in the yeah, crowd. Yeah, that's can't spell right. <laughs> <laughs> he took his chances very well. That first goal, it was only an half chance, and he buried it. Yeah, he's a good striker. Yes, but like I say, I mean they'll be even stronger when Rooney comes in. I don't know. He's been scoring goals for fun over there. No, not really. You haven't been any of the top goal scoring charts or anything like that. I think that's just a. I'll tell you what that is. That's to make some money for Derby. That is. Mm. It's to sell shirts, bring Rooney in. I mean, I'd rather him go Derby than Stoke. I'll be brutally honest. <laughs> I don't want Tim and Stoke. No point is the Wayne Rooney's. He's at that age now. What thirty-five is? He's he failed at Everton. The end of his United career is he's over here. Yeah. That's why he's going Derby. Because apparently it's, he, DC wanted him to go. Not not that they want to keep hold of him. That so it's basically Derby or or or, bust. or Port Vale. So yeah. it was uh, a good opportunity for him really. The trouble is though, it's the it's the, mer- the the circus that follows him, isn't it as well? Yeah. He's always in Martha. He's always sleeping with somebody he shouldn't. Yeah. And and it and it does cause problems. I saw something the other day about him saying the actual problems it causes the clubs when you have a player like that. So, like you say, you'll come Derby, loads of the kids will buy shirts with his name on, mm-hmm. and that'll be it. And that'll be it. You'll last. you yeah. last as long as that. But yeah, like I say to you now, it's we put we're playing well. We're moving well now. I think. I think it's it's knitting into you've got to remember he's knitting a good squad but this is this is we look at our squad which has probably got to be the biggest in the championship and he and Nathan Jones said at the start of the season he wanted a small squad yeah we've probably got the biggest squad in the league by a <laughs> mile we've got players <laughs> everywhere yeah. I mean Ty hasn't gone yet Jufan had gone yeah. uh, he likes to die as well doesn't he yeah he likes to die we've got Bauer still there we've got four right backs <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, got, we've got players everywhere and he's, he's, only, he's, only, he's only what in 20 we've got about 48 players we've <laughs> <laughs> got only two youth players who for me would be on the bench every week and if I landed in Jarvis yeah yeah. And, do you know what I mean we have got two teams we've got more than two teams we've got three teams we've got a good push we've got a mini league <laughs> no wonder competing for places we've got an A, B and C team yeah. <laughs> we've played five a side in the week <laughs> and the strikers but we've got Chuff in the third one <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, we'll look at that now. So transfers, we've got nothing over a week and a bit now before the transfer window closes. So who do we think is going to go now? Who do we think out of the, out of the squad? Who do you reckon is going to go? So probably the British players aren't going to move because yeah. I think if that had happened, they would have been chucked out on loan before. Which I was hoping Jarvis would have been out on loan. This European thing now is still going. It should be a, everyone should finish it. It's a joke, really. Yeah. I, I, like I understand why English clubs have done it because. I think you should start the season with what you've got but also I don't think it should because if we look at our squad there's probably one or two players we look and go oh. so instead of getting someone like a Duffy yeah. or a who's the other one that Cameron Vickers we could call Carter Vickers whatever. no so idea you know why he didn't start on Saturday it's because he wants that experience alongside the young lad doesn't he, he doesn't want to just put two, two young, young, lads, two young lads in does he mm. that's which I would do anyway, because I think Danny Bad's not a bad one. start to the season, Danny Bad. The thing is, Vickers played, what was it, 43 games for Swansea last season? I thought more than that, yeah, 40, no, 50 odd games for he played for Swansea, didn't he? So he's, he's no more, is he? He's, he's, he's surely, yeah, he's, he's, he's played a lot of football, he's international as well, hasn't he? He yeah. plays for the USA, so he's no more, he's no idiots. He played well against Wigan, from what I've been told, and that was a young back line, they got a clean sheet. 
Yeah, and all all international games are good experience for you, aren't they? So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though they played against Venezuela, can't be on the team. Got a good ass hockey side. That's about as far as it goes. Yeah, the, like I say, you know, Pimbula, won't you? Oh, right, yeah, the moment Pimbula's Pimbula, Pimbula, gone, yeah. Now, I want him gone. Yeah, I mean, I don't, to be honest, I don't know why we just don't pay him up. I'll just turn his contract. I will just pay, yeah. pay him up. I would now and be yeah. on, just get rid of him. Just get because yeah. we, we don't want another way. We've got rid of Warren Betty you know, an absolute waste of breath. Impeller's just as bad. Shift him as well. He was funny on. He called. He was on social media last week, and he said, "He said I wish I'd never moved to Stoke. It's the worst decision I ever made." When he was at Porto, the fans were booing him when he was kicking the ball. <laughs> the worst mistake was us buying him. <laughs> go down to worst midfield signing in Premier League history for me. <laughs> the worst mistake was you ever buying a pair of boots. The worst, worst decision was becoming a footballer. That's, that's the worst decision he made. I mean, like I say, get rid of him. Get rid of him. I think. I think he's all gone quiet on Bowie and Juff. Vimy. Vimy, apparently, we, apparently there was a deal done with Vimy in Stoke last minute, up the price. Apparently, <laughs> apparently that was done. That they was. They cut the losses with them, don't they? Well, no, but it's just not bad. It's just not good business. You don't run. You don't try and sell a player one minute a greener fee. Again, yeah, you can go talk to him. He goes and has a medical or whatever, and then Stoke last minute try and up the fee. Bad business. It's bad business, and it's, 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 it's not gentlemanly. No, you don't no. do things like that. No, because you never know when you might have to deal with that same club again. No, they're, they're just going to go, whoa, whoa, get rid of oh, it. No, oh, no, no, no chance. Yeah. But it's, it, it, sometimes, uh, well, there's rumours it's Vimy, but nobody seems to know what's going on with that. Stoke have been tart-lipped about it and so have others. It could, it could actually be in Dye as well, because there was very heavy links. He was going Monaco, wasn't he? Yeah. And he went to Fever Talk, so it could have been in Dye as well. And then Stoke last minute said, no, we're, we're going to up it. Um, but that's, that's always the case, though, when you look at certain clubs. They've got a good relationship with other clubs. You always notice, if you think back through time, you go, they've had a lot of players off them. And then give them a lot of players off. Us with Sunderland. Yeah. Every time Sunderland let a player drop to the bench, we were like, come on. Well, Arsenal <laughs> fans are always going, we can't sell him to Chelsea. We can't sell him to Arsenal. Well, it's funny, because that's all you've got a pair of people. Every goalkeeper and everything off each other. But like I say, it, it, it's just... It, it's just not the way you do business, is it? You just don't. Well, I mean, so if we, we think Vim and Mike out on loan, Bowie, it's all gone quite on Bowie, haven't it? Anything from him, from, yeah. from well, months. For Sammy Bangora. Well, he's probably with Juf as well. No one's seen of him. No one's seen of Juf. Where's he no. been? You know, you, you look at these lists, and these are all big aiming players, and it shows you what kind of dross was being brought in under Mark Hughes. But the great thing is, at the moment, is I know we're talking about it now, but there's not much talk of it on the stands, is there? I don't care. It's gone quiet a bit, yeah. It's yeah, gone everyone's like, well, we're not interested no more. Yeah, nobody cares now. I mean, we all know we all know how hopeless Tony Scholes is and how he does business. We, we know we, we're not going to move forward. I mean, one thing I'll say about when I watched the Leeds documentary was when that new owner came in, he made changes within minutes. Yeah. He went, no, we're going to, we're, this is all going to be done properly. Got rid of the chief executive, got rid of the director of football, got rid of the manager, got rid of the coach, the head scout, got rid of all of it and replaced them with more competitive people. Yeah. Brought that bloke from Middlesbrough, that Victor O'Hear, whatever his name, of course, say his second name. Brought in different people and then said, no, we're going to get Bielsa, one of the top managers in. Will football in, in will football Stoke on the other hand oh, oh we've had more mistakes oh more mistakes well I'll tell you what Tony you carry on 
Just yeah. bring a different manager in. Oh, Tony, you carry on. Just bring a different manager in. And guess what? All those managers can't seem to get good players over them. Yeah, I do. Like I said before, I do think that this season is is a little bit stop the rot for me. I mean, I've read this morning that someone calling for his head again, and I'm like, yeah, he's for real. The pro- the problem is at times with Stoke fans, and I keep saying it now, is that the problem is, is that because we've been in the Premier League for ten years, we we were never brilliantly running the Premier League. Let's be brutally honest. We just um, had some good times. We, just, we? we just had some good times under Pulis, yeah. and then it just all crumbled under Mark Hughes. The fact is that, well, saying that we had some good times with Mark, Mark yeah. Hughes, yes, to be fair, the Barcelona and the Stoke Alona and all that kind of football. But what we're going to have to really figure out now is that we've dropped from that and some fans aren't taking it well. No. Some fans aren't understanding that we've dropped massively from those days. And what they've got to understand is that we've got a talented young manager that's got a plan. Yeah, I don't think Tony Scholes has been helping on what, on what we've been bringing in, but he's making do. Yeah. And I like how he talks as well. He's coming out and there's this passion there. And we've been asking for this for years. Yeah, we've yeah. been asking for a passionate manager that wants to that wants to do well here. Yeah. Not just going to pretend to do well, or like Gary out where he didn't really care what happened. Because really. no, no. he'll probably get the Huddersfield job now. Yeah, um, yeah, he will, yeah. He'll probably waste loads of their money as well. No, I suppose he'll probably take him up. The, but the, 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 thing is, the thing is with what we've got now with Nathan Jones, I'm seeing shoots of improvement already because these players are listening because they, they don't think they're bigger than the club. Because you've got to remember like last season, the players we were bringing in, they were still names. And at this level, our level of championship, they still thought they were bigger than it. Tom Ince, McLean, yeah. Benny Kofobi. Ashley Williams and all these players, they still thought that they were bigger than the championship. Yeah, they're all they've all been top players at one point, aren't they? Yeah, especially Ashley Williams. He's the most one of the best defenders I've seen in the Premier League in the last last ten years. When he was at Swansea, he was, he was incredible at Swansea. Yeah, and then was. when I saw him Stoke, I thought, have we have we got his twin brother by accident? <laughs> so you know, it was like we you've got to look at what we brought last season. Yeah. You're never going to go anywhere. But what Jones has done, he's brought them grafters that want to play. You can yeah. just watch Gregory. He wants play, and he yeah. wants. He, he sees it as an absolute honour play for this club. Yeah, he just wants to get out and play football, and that's yeah. the thing. And but but again, the trap we bought from the Premier League seems to be the problem players like Danny, like not Danny Batts, uh, Tommy Smith. I don't I don't see why we bought him at all. He no. doesn't suit the system. He doesn't look quick enough, and he's not impacting the game whenever he plays. He's playing a right wing back, and I can't remember him touching the ball. What I don't understand is, I mean, really don't understand is. Last season, we've got Tom Edwards and Villendon who could play right back, wing back. Yeah, can He yeah. can play if he's needed to. So why go out and waste four million on somebody? I, do, I don't know why. Two players who can, who can play that position. I said it at the time. Like, I, I, when I first signed before, let's have a look at his record. Let's see what he does. But he'd only played a hundred odd games in eleven years for Huddersfield. Yeah. So he's not really played for them a lot. No. So I, I don't understand why we went, but this is what I mean about how Stoke do business, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. We bring in a right back when we know we're playing wing backs. Yeah. So A, why was he being scouted and B, why was he even shown to Nathan you've got two players who can play wing back already at the club. Yeah, well, Valinden yeah. and Edwards on the right. Well, I wouldn't put Valinden at wing back, he's not strong enough for that kind of role. I'd, I'd keep him out of the pitch. To be honest, I want to see him where Ince is playing. Yeah, That's where I want to see how it goes on yeah. there. Because technically, where Ince was playing, We've actually got three who can play that position. Four. Four, yeah. Powell, Ince, Jarvis, Jarvis Valinden, Valinden. Um, Duffy. Duffy. 
and who's the other one? Joe Allen can play there. Bueller. <laughs> well, Bueller can play, play clean in the sinks. I'll tell you what, Al would freeze over before he ever kicked the ball like, He's never away. playing Stoke Colours again. No. I'm saying that, he never did anyway, did he? Let's be fair. Been at the club four years, he's only played about four times. Absolute waste of energy. I remember him playing against Bournemouth away. Yeah, it's the only good game he played. That was it, wasn't it? But somehow he's got the Tom Frewers best ever or heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he banged his head on the way through the door. So um, Sussing Stokey for you. He obviously done a go. I'm sure it's <laughs> seven games he's played for us. It's not many. It's not many. He's I'm played. sure three of them are pretty And, and, and loads, <laughs> of, loads of them are defeats and all. Yeah. So now quicker quicker he goes the better. And I think that's what we're doing now. We've got to we've got to put into perspective what this club's got to do from now to the end of the at the end of time really. We've got to start focusing on getting rid of the rubbish and building a team again. And he's doing it slowly. And the people who are coming out saying get rid of him, he's not the right man, he's he's this lot. How do you know he's not the right man? Yeah. He's only he's only man, he hasn't even managed a full season yet, and they're already yeah. turning on him. The thing is Nathan Jones is reading out the rubbish, reading out the people who are causing problems. Whilst and trying he won't to build ask a squad. Yeah, whilst trying to build a yeah. squad, he can't do everything at once. Yeah. He can't just get rid of everything and then go, well, he's only spent about seven million. He spent nothing. Yeah, which is good business. People think that every season you've got to go out and spend hundred million. Oh we should have spent more though. I will be honest with you. Yeah, yeah we could have done, but what I'm saying is is if he wants to make a squad that's capable of getting promotion everybody in that squad's got to be all on the same page and at the moment over the last three years we've had a squad where nobody's on the same page oh yeah yeah we've got half of them who are only interested in picking up the paycheck you've got half of them who think they're big time charlies and should be playing top six of the prem yeah. and then you've just been left with a bunch of kids who just want to play football and, it, and it, the morale might as well be none none whatsoever well, exactly. And then, obviously, what he's done is he's started running stuff out. At the end of the day, we've lost a lot of money over the last three years. Oh, and we've had to start cutting his cloth a little bit. It will take time. But the thing is, people just think, well, yeah, we lost 100 million, but it don't matter, we'll spend another 100, even though we've got a million. <laughs> and it just doesn't work like that. It's not how business works. People think that there's like a, a never-ending checkbook that sits upstairs. <laughs> <and> stuff. <laughs> Give it the chat book. Oh, uh, well, we've, we've, else. we've never been big spenders anyway. So as long as I've known Stoke, we've never been big spenders. No. So you know, and when we do seem to spend, it seems to be badly spent. <laughs> so it's it's one of them situations yeah. where, for me, it's just gonna, I'm just going to let him build a squad. If we're in the position we're in now, so after Christmas, yeah, then yeah. Then I'll start thinking, is he the right man? Yeah. But at the moment, I'm seeing good shoots. So we're playing well. We're we are playing well. I mean, apart from, like say, spells in the first half on Saturday, yeah. we played well. We yeah. controlled the ball. Woods was brilliant in that midfield role. We were pushing forward. We, yes, we were creating clinical chances, but we were in and around. We were supporting the midfield well. It was We were doing well. Yeah. The problem is we've got to stop this. It's the concentrations that are our problem. And it seems like a few of these players we've got, they, they switch off. Yeah. And it, and it costs us every time. I mean, if we can now just give this give this squad a bit of time, focus on what it's doing, eventually we'll get those up, because he's got a plan. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think what shocked me more was the two first results. Yeah, that If you'd have looked at Derby at the start of the season and gone, you're going to draw, you go, he'll take that, they're a good side. The thing is, I think, because we'd lost the first two, both of them were sort of, you'd have, you'd have fancied both of them to go down. 
Yeah. I mean, Charlton are second. <laughs> the many, but I know. <laughs> You've won every game, haven't yeah. you? won all three games. I won three, haven't they? Drawn one. So it, it's the end of the day, like you say, it's early days and people calling for his head. Now that long gone, think about the life because <laughs> it's just it's too early in the day. Like you say, Christmas, have a look at it. But I mean, yeah. even at Christmas, when when we sat, a lot of Stoke fans sat there and said when we didn't sack Hughes early enough and all that sort of mm. stuff. If you sack a manager at Christmas in the Championship, there's a lot of games left. Oh, there is. There's yeah. a hell of a lot of games yeah. left. You do. You just need to start getting some wins. Once he starts getting some wins, everything will start changing at Stoke. Yeah, he's got it. He's got it. Get get our first one, and you can see it's, it's you can see it's frustrating him. Yeah, you can see it's frustrating him now because he's a winning manager because he, he likes winning. Yeah, and, and you can see I bet he's murdering them. Yeah, he's going straight in. Yeah. Well, he's already said that. <laughs> yeah, he even said that he's always he's a shouter when he wants to be and stuff. He'll be screaming at them. How do we that? Yeah, I mean, like I say to you, just going to take a bit of time. But that's all he's ever done, isn't it? Oh, so it's a win. That's what he did at Luton. He won games yeah. and won them comfortably as well. Yeah, so that's been, I think the Charlton game's been well covered there, hasn't it? Charlton game? We Charlton, did I say Derby? Derby game. <laughs> I just ate Derby. <laughs> right, so this week we move into another exciting episode of Fame and Shame. Fame and Shame. So this week we're going to change it round. So this week, who is Shame? Well, it's uh, Sammy Bangori. Good old Sammy B, but where is he? I don't know. Nobody knows where he is. He's been he's been lost for about nine years now, hasn't he, Sammy? He just just left, hasn't he? Well, he's probably one of those islands, like on Castaway. <laughs> Playing Scotland, the same ranking as Scotland soon, that island will. <laughs> the <fifth> ranking. <laughs> Full of dis- uh, disillusioned footballers. <laughs> Sammy B, top goal scorer for the island of Castaway. Yeah, Sammy B, what an absolute... Good play, but a waste of time at the same time. Yeah, he had a bad attitude as well, didn't he? A bit as well. I think he's still got the record, you know, the most goals in so many games, you know. I think he's still got that record. He scored in like seven straight games or something like that, didn't he? And then went to the African cut the AFCON and then no one's ever seen him since. <laughs> he had to like force him back to the club. I'm not going back, but <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean he only, I mean, 28 games, and that was it, really. One city, it? yeah. It, it's not like you say, he did have ability, he it's did. a good strike. It from what yeah. I saw, he put the ball away, yeah. I mean, he spent a lot of his career in, in Belgium, didn't he? Um, yeah. Before and a few times after, I think he went Greece as well. Mm. Yeah, he he's probably Spain. just kept coming out the back door at all these clubs and leaving. Yeah, he probably just was signed, scored a load of goals, and goes, No, I'm not playing for you anymore. <laughs> I refuse to. <laughs> I think he just had a chip on his shoulder with yeah. football in general from the way he acted. Yeah. The thing is, I mean, for the for the time, he was a bit of a strange one, really, because I mean, there's a lot of players now with a bad attitude, aren't they, compared to what he was. Yeah, but it's another one of where we broke his transfer weight, yeah, transfer record. record, and for a mill at the time, and again, it all goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He signed somebody who maybe they, I don't know if they put him in the back of a car when he came. <laughs> he probably thought he was going Chelsea, like Romania. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to be playing for Chelsea. Stuck. <laughs> <laughs> He's somewhere near Man United. Oh, is he? Oh, is he's he's oh I'll go. <laughs> this isn't Man United. <laughs> all these pots. <laughs> and, oh, it's a cake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolute waste of time, wasn't he? He was an absolute prick and all. Yeah, yeah, caused nothing but problems. Yeah, played for. 
Guinea, I think it was Guinea, Somerton, African Cup of Nation. After that, didn't come back properly. I think Pulis took over as manager not long after with, when Coach came back. Tried to get a season out of him, didn't want to be at the club, so he let him go out on loan and then got rid of him after that. Yeah. Like I say, it's uh, it's not the not the best career. So yeah, definitely a shame. Yeah, a bit of a you know a bit of a. Arrogance. It's a strange one though because it's not one that you can talk about a lot because it was such a short stint in a way. Really, once yeah, he was only off. He was only well, he wasn't even yeah, he wasn't even half a season really. He played yeah. for Stoke. So like I say, he was at the club two years, but waste of time. Anyway, so we'll move on now to. Fame, who goes without saying, an absolute icon and legend at the club, I think did five years. The one and only Peter the Great Fool. Yeah, 158 appearances, 65 goals. And they're all big goals as well. Oh, he scored a lot of goals time. for Ned. Good um, play. I mean, obviously, he's still, he, what's it? Uh, Richie still held the record for most goals in a game, and then Peter Thorne broke his. Yeah. Yeah, for four goals in one game. I thought that was Freddie Steele's record, five. No, it was. Well, this is what I've got in front of me now. I think that was I think that's Freddie Steele's record. <laughs> yeah, four goals in a single match held by John Ritchie in nineteen sixty six. Yeah. So um the winning goal in the football league trophy. Like oh so yeah, we won that. He's, yeah, he's, he's a legend. It's Stoke Peter Thorne. Yeah, yeah there's no question. goals in 1999 for us. Oh yeah, he had one season where he was immense. Yeah. It was incredible. Because you've got to remember, he took over from Mike Sherrin, who was lethal. So when he took over from a player like that, the biggest problem we had with Peter Thorne is that he'd, he'd, he was a bit of a confident striker. Sometimes he'd he'd go and score 10 goals in six games and then, and then he'd go like two months without a goal or one. And that was, that was his biggest problem, that's why we never went up. Yeah. There was two seasons in the, in the old second division. The reason why we didn't go up automatic was because he wasn't consistent enough with his finishing. I mean, if he was, apart from that one season, of course, when he was consistent, when he scored 30 odd goals. But other than that, he, they were all like 18s and 20s, weren't they, after that? Because he did six years at Stoke, didn't he? he was, no, he only did four. Four years? Yeah. They were sold him to Cardiff, didn't Cardiff, they? yeah. But the thing is, I mean, for Stoke, he played 189 games in all competitions and scored 80 goals. That's just under one goal every other, isn't it? Yeah. Goal every other game. Like I say, he was good. Yeah, I mean, he's quite a nice record. He scored about four hat tricks as well, didn't he? He scored a lot of goals for yeah. Stoke, Peter Thorne. Yeah, he, he, like I say, he scored four against Chesterfield in March uh, 2000. Um, yeah, he loved it. Yeah. He was a good player, but at the time, Everybody left us for bloody Cardiff, didn't they? Well, that season, yeah, that's why that year. Because Kavanaugh went there, didn't he, as well? Well, both went to the same season. So yeah. that season, when Ford and Kavanaugh left, I think we earned two million for the pair and didn't, didn't buy anyone. No. <laughs> Basically, typical Stoke. But James O'Connor stepped up that year and replaced Kavanaugh, and Peter Ford sort of stepped into the yeah, not Peter Fawn, sorry, he was it he, he was who scored the goals that season. Who for? For Stoke that season. Can't remember who it was, you know. What when Fawn left? Yeah, when Fawn left. Because Fawn left and somebody came in and did quite well, but I can't think of the life of me who it was. I know Dion Burton did well for a stint when he was on loan. Um but I can't think who it was who was there. I mean we had Ulair as well from Belgium, who came as being the next big thing. 
it was absolute hopeless. Got Suleiman Ular, Ulari, I think his name was. He was <laughs> absolute garbage. But I think he did get us into the playoff finals as well, Ulari, when he just bounced off his knee and went in. <laughs> But yeah, I can't remember who took over for him, but... The thing is, he went, he went Cardiff mm. and played alongside uh, Robert Earnshaw and he scored 52 goals. Yeah. The yeah. Not the first season because he was injured, but yeah, I mean, another deadly striker on his day at that level. Oh, Earnshaw was, was deadly in the Championship in League One. Yeah. Couldn't, they never made it in the Premier League, but in the league, in the lower, well, the... Second tier. Second and third tier, he was quite lethal, Robert Earnshaw. But Ford was. When he was at Stoke, he was he was he replaced Sharon quite well. He didn't have the consistency of Sharon. No. But he was a good finisher. And he was a good player. You know, I was a bit devastated when he went to Cardiff because he was different to Kavanagh. Kavanagh wanted to move, which is why I don't like him and why it'll be a shame on Ian. <laughs> but Fawn didn't want to go. We sold him because yeah. it was a good offer. It was a record fee for Cardiff, wasn't it? Yeah, time. it was 1.7 million. Yeah, 1.7 for, for him. And, yeah. and Kavanaugh was about 2 million, wasn't it, as well? Or yeah. 1 million. Like you say, when people are coming in with record bids for people, I would not have sold him because he was an out and out goal scorer. I mean, when you think how good Sharon was, and then to bring Thorne in, and Thorne do as well as he did for Stoke, mm. yeah. not many clubs, even at top level, can replace an out and out goal scorer one after another like that. Well, to be fair, we did have him for two years and didn't get promoted, but we did got rid of him and got promoted. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's one of them. And yeah, but that, I mean, it, it's a, you can't put that all on, on Thorne though, can you? can, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like I say, it was a good one. Chris Uwalumo was the top scorer after Thorne. Oh, so it was, yeah, I thought it was, yeah. Uwalumo, yeah. All yeah. competitions, 12. Yeah, Uwalumo, yeah. We didn't yeah. have really a deadly striker. Goals were coming from everywhere that season. Yeah. Um, Hoekstra as well was putting a fair few away. Well, not scoring, but he was creating. Uh, Stavik was there at that point as well. It was a good side, to be fair. Like, that's when they went into the uh, broad market and brought a few little clever ones in, like Hoekstra and Stavik and... The thing he is, was. when you've had two play failed playoff attempts before, yeah, it, the the pressure is on then, isn't it, for do something really, especially on the manager. Well, to be honest, I didn't think we were going to do it because no. we, we played Cardiff. I think lost the turn first leg, one 0 Well, they sacked him anyway, didn't they? <laughs> he never got promoted. They yeah, yeah, they did sack him. Yeah, <laughs> but to be fair, he did have the biggest best squad in the league three times and not got us up. Yeah. So to be fair, it was it was pretty much his fault, but finally he did get us up. So it, it, it is apparently his proudest moment in management is taking Stoke up to the championship. So good on for I can't can't knock Fordison. Uh, so yeah, that's been another action pack week. Like I say, we've got a pod probably coming out before the Preston game where we've got a very special guest for you. How did that go, Mark? Is it, is it something everyone's got to listen to? Yeah, definitely. Um, he's got a lot of interesting points and I don't think he took a breath for 40 minutes. So <laughs> That's great for you. worth a listen. So. Well, he's, um, he's technically the, the new me on Praise and Grumble. Not obviously skillful, but, you know, he's, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's witty. But he's, 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 he's a good listen to. If you all know Bryn from Berry Hill, in Manchester, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not from Burial. <laughs> We're having that though. <laughs> I like it now. He's sort of stuck now. Uh, Brim from Burial. And uh, yeah, so if you want to listen to that, it'll be coming out tomorrow, that should. Um, 
if you want to listen to that like i say we're all on all platforms except spotify we're still having problems with spotify can only say sorry if you're on that station but we're on soundcloud we're on TuneIn, we're on all those other ones including apple of course we're on all social media as well because we want to hear more from you so we can you know make things that you want to listen to i mean i know famous shame's going down well but we won't give you more so like i say we're on ian from scholar green on facebook instagram and twitter we've got his own groups page where you can come in and have your own say which is the potters uh, just typed in you'll find it and then we're going to leave you now so it's been a good week from me yeah and one final thing if you want to be a guest get in touch yeah if you want to get on we've yeah. got two more this week but it looks like you're going to be ringing up if you want to get in touch just go on to Ian from Scholar Green and just message me DM me have <laughs> <laughs> the kids well <laughs> we'll figure out what it meant a week ago DMs <laughs> so if you DM me on that or, or just private message for normal people yeah. <laughs> and then we'll get in touch and find a way where you can be interviewed by Mark and his Michael Parkinson skills <laughs> so thanks for listening we hope to hear from you again tell your friends give us a review five star hopefully because the rest are a bit pointless aren't they really if it's a bit low <laughs> so anyway thanks for listening to Rob <laughs>